When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm just going to go ahead and bring him in right now because he is the man. It is Ron Slay, VFL, Tennessee's best basketball player in the history of man. Step aside, (laughs) Ernie and Bernie. Step aside, Alan. Just step aside, Grant, because it's Ron Slay on the program. Ron, how are you, sir? Hey, hey, man, what you trying to do, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow gets tweeted into slices. He's best ball ever, and Ernie can stick it. Immediately, immediately. <laughs> I'll hey, tell man, you this, though. <laughs> Draymond Green would never try would never have tried those shenanigans with Ryan, would he? No, he would man, never tried that. No, ain't no is no way possible. It's, it, it's not <laughs> enough people in the arena to break up what's gonna happen. If that was what if that was the case, there's no way I'm gonna lay on the floor and take that and <laughs> no, nah, that's that ain't that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work at all. Uh-huh. It's it's gotta be frustrating for Draymond now that he's not the player that he once was. I think that uh that's part of the factor as well. The program represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorneys, play to win. Banks Jones, a Tennessee's trial attorney, they will go to trial for you. But Ron's appearance is brought to you by our friends at Dynasty Spas. And I want to kick a little four downs here in a second, which maybe we need to rename that since it's a basketball segment with Ron, but we'll work on that. Um, <laughs> First of all, let's let me get you in in general because I saw a tweet that you sent out. When this team all comes together, it's going to be really special. Yep. But what I wanted to ask you is not how special they can be. That would be the easy way out. But describe the team building process and basketball, playing non conference opponents that are sometimes challenging, yep. sometimes not, but building those bonds and that chemistry during December to make that conference run and then hopefully an NCAA postseason run. I mean, how important is this time that maybe we don't see just when they're in games? It's huge. It's uh, I think, especially getting away from home, like you always want to play at home and give your, your crowd a little taste of what they're going to get, you know, especially going into conference play, but to build the cohesiveness and get all, get everybody on the same page when you're walking through, um, the season, especially non-conference, going on the road, um, it, it's, it's small things and it seems minute, but it means so much because of the details of getting in, who's going to be your roommate on the road? Are you comfortable with that? And then leading up to, hey, man, who's waking everybody up? Like, it's small things like who's going to be the first one down to uh, pregame, who's getting their ankles taped first? Like, it's all – it all flows, man. And, and one thing about athletes, they love to be in routines. So once you start going along on that journey and then you start incorporating who you're playing, like the Kansases, the Purdue's being ranked one and two, going to Chapel Hill and playing after playing in Maui, I think all of that plays a, a part in it. And what can't be overlooked is taking that trip to Italy as well. I think that was a, that's a cheat code for everybody, you know, because you're getting a, a jump start on the season and you're it's, it's only you. I think that's the most important for, part about that when you go overseas or you go on a trip, even when they went to Maui, like 
uh, well, to Honolulu, but the Maui Invitational, um, you look at it and you're like, man, it's only you. That's all you know. Like you're away from the world, all the people you can call and be like, hey, man, I'm coming over to your house. I'm going to come chill with you. That breaks the norm. So you're only around guys that you know. You kind of bunker down. That all leads to um, the cohesiveness when you get into the season, in the pre, in the, into the conference part of the season, and who you can rely on. You start to figure it out. You know, who you who's going to be that guy that, that can jumpstart everybody? Who's going to be that spark that you can always depend on? Who's going to be that guy that's going to be turning the ball over when they take the ball out? Like, don't put them in, coach. We don't need them right now. So, and then I think also for the coaching staff that gets overlooked, you start to focus on the players, but you start to find out who you are as coaches as well. Even though you've been together, it's different dynamics being into it. Um, when you bring guys in like Dalton Connect and you working a guy back in like ZZ, um, you bring a Freddie DeLeon who, who probably handled all of the point guard duties, him and Meshack leading up to the season. Now you incorporate Zakai, like, what does that do to them mentally? Like, it's it's so much that's going on, and you can never find out who you are until you face a little bit of adversity. And I think that's what Tennessee, that's the feather in their cap that they have this year, playing these high-ranked teams at neutral sites, on the road, and having to go out there and battle. And coming out, you know, win or loss, you're coming out better. You know what I mean? Outside of the first half of the North Carolina game, I think in each in each game, it was a different style a different element they had to face, a different kind of character in ED or whoever it may be, but and, and you had to find different ways to win. And it was always somebody different. Even when Dalton Connect went down with the cramps early in Maui, who else are we going to rely on? May Santi start doing other different things. So it's a whole lot that goes into it and nothing like being able to face true competition in the non-conference schedule. Ron, it, during this time, one of the things I think a lot of people don't see, and you probably know this, is, it, and, and I think for Tennessee fans, it's even worse because Tennessee is a football school, so they don't know how to a, a lot of times approach college basketball in a different light. But what I yeah. mean by that is, how much is non-conference playing college basketball? Our coaches doing a lot of experimenting, which can lead to a few ugly performances yep. because. They, this is the time, right, to kind of experiment and just see what you can and can't do. You can't afford that in football when you only have 12 games and one loss can knock you out. But in no, basketball, you, you can do a lot of that in November and December, can't you? Yeah, you can, especially when you play high-ranked opponents. Because win or lose, it's not going to hurt your resume when it comes to March and the committee's looking at, oh, man, was this a loss against Presbyterian like Vanderbilt did? Like Mississippi State, did they lose against Southern? No, you lost against Kansas when you was experimenting. You lost against Purdue when you were tweaking the lineup. Lost against North Carolina, where we ain't going to play our first team back-to-back all-SEC guard in the second half unless somebody gets in foul trouble. So you're finding different mixtures. And I, uh, I think when you play a schedule like that, it's not taken um, to heart, you know what I mean, as far as where it, it can hurt you um, because you're playing those guys. And I think the coaches love to see that. Like, they love to have their guys tested. It's nothing like being tested in game situations where you got to adjust on the fly. And um, in practice, you try to put them in that situation and it, and it doesn't really work because, you know, it's controlled and you want you want to be healthy making it out of it. Um, you don't want to put so much on Chad Newman, the trainer, you know, or Big G. But um, I think when you look at it, um, it, it's hard to to digest because you expect to win so much and you're coming out of football season and everything hinges on this game, this Saturday. What are we going to do? Can we get over the hump? Oh, it's a letdown. Oh, uh, let's get back up. We're ready to go. That ain't in. That's not happening in the basketball. 
It's a long, 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 long season. And what happens this week has no bearing on what's going to happen two weeks from now. You know what I'm saying? So it's all it's all to come in and get it together um, for the committee at the end and have you clicking at the right time. I've been a part of teams that peak too early. So I know exactly what it's like when you can change and tweak something and not have things going the right way and you start going downhill and you can't stop it. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I think the fans have to just sit back, relax. Coaches have to sit back, relax. Um, I think it's teaching Coach Barnes a lot of patience. I think it's teaching his players patience um, throughout this situation, like what you saw with Georgia Southern. Guys getting blown by and things like that. Come sit down. <laughs> we got some guys that's going to value these minutes, and you need that because you got to build those guys back up. Look at the game before. Those guys, the young guys, didn't get to play against George Mason. You know what I'm saying? So it's, <laughs> you get to play these little games, but hopefully you get it all in order by the time you get in the SEC play and you're ready to roll. All right, here we go. It is time for four downs. Everybody's saying that I should call it something different since it's about basketball. We will eventually, yeah. <laughs> but it's brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas. So, Ron, you want to jump in the hot tub with us? Oh, oh. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Four downs brought to you by Dynasty Spas, the most comfortable spas made in the United States of America right here in East Tennessee. Drop in for the all-new showroom in Athens. Dynasty Spas, perfect for all four seasons. Four Downs, presented by Off the Hook Sports. Well, yeah, and we also have a special guest that I, I know you'll like to jump in the spa with. This is turning into a really big <laughs> spa from Dynasty Spool. Uh, Bulls Spas. Coop? Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. All right. Hey, we like to make this a cold tub, man. Hot tub. Get, I get the blood flowing too much cold tub. Everybody will be shrinking. We all shrinking. <laughs> oh, no. Not shrinking. I mean, right. that's like a hot tub with a hooker. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, this, this ain't, I mean, woo-wee. Party like Paul Pierce in here all of a sudden. Oh, gosh. Uh, Paul Pierce. All right. First down. First down. Uh, Rick Barnes kind of went off on his bets a little after the win over Georgia Southern, which was a convincing win. And they're coming off a win against Illinois. I thought they, they played pretty well, but he came down on some guys, uh, like, uh, Viscovi and, and Ziegler. Is, is that coach speak? Is that, that, that just a motivational tool to make sure they don't get too high? Yeah, I, I think a little, it's a little bit of both, but I also think you, one thing we learned from Coach Barnes over the years, he's going to be transparent. It's not going to be anything that he's going to come out and say in the media that he hadn't already said in the locker room. I think the players understand that as well. I'm not saying that they're all taking it and like, oh, yeah, give it to me, Coach Barnes. Like, yeah, they're probably upset about it. Like, come on, Coach, man. But at the same time, just go out there and do your job, especially I think when you look at it as veterans. When we play a team like Georgia Southern as a vet, I'm running out there, man. I'm if I'm averaging 18, it's about to go up one against Georgia Southern. I'm, I'm about to get that average up to 19 because I'm going for about 28, 36, something, something crazy this night and get it on out the way. So and that's what you expect from the veterans. You expect consistency, especially from Josiah and Santi. Um, that's what you want. And you want them to set the table for the younger guys to get this on out the way. So I think it's um, I think he was right on for going and getting on the vets because you can't have night offs like this. You you play with a Vandy can be at the bottom of the rankings. You play around with them, they'll beat you. South Carolina, don't take them serious, they'll beat you. Missouri, the same thing. So just because they may not have the ranking beside their name, you can't play around with what this transfer portal is offering. 
All right, you take second down. Uh, Caleb Calhoun, here we go. Cooper Mays here. Second down. <laughs> so, Ron, I'm actually going to set this scenario for second down for you because Dave knows I've been, dating back to last year, I've been highly critical of Tennessee's offensive droughts that in March come to get you. And Dave enlightened me on it, and I realized I feel the problem was their three-point shooting wasn't up to snuff, largely because there wasn't an inside offensive presence to draw people off the perimeter. I feel like Jonas Adu is proving me wrong and is finally turning into the inside presence that I'm just going to call him out. Urash Plavchik never turned into. Mm-hmm. And is he the bet? He, I think now he is becoming an elite Vols big man. So he is the best big man the Vols have had since who? Who would you say? Well, first to your point, man, I, that's why I thought they should have moved Josiah Jordan James to the four last year because he could have taken advantage and made wow. made um, a block presence or an elbow presence, which would have gave you the same result. But, man, Jonas Adu, whoo, potentially best big man since Olivier on a hot night. Like, oh, come on. Safe? He can be better than is, Olivier, right? Is that he can safe? Be better than Olivier. Hey, but Olivier on a hot night, look what he did to Duke. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, Olivier on a hot night series. That was safe. That was a safe play right there, Caleb. I'm going to go with, um, I, I guess I would say, I would say, um, Grant. I, I'd have to say Grant, um, for the simple fact, like, anytime you can throw the ball in, and if you play them one on one, you're going to get a great opportunity for an offensive rebound or a high percentage shot. And he's not settling and not doing any wasted dribbles. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think one thing Grant was good at is when the double teams came, being able to kick it out. So I think that's the next, the next step for a dude. Continue scoring like that. Expect double teams because of your height and be able to take care of the ball and getting it out to the shooter. So, yeah, I, I think he's doing a good job, though. They need that. That's, that's spot on. I think they needed it so bad last year. All right, what well, down, Coop? Tennessee center Cooper Mays here. Third down. <laughs> Sorry, Caleb. Uh, Dalton Connect, the best scorer since blank. Notice my questions are much shorter than Caleb's. Woo! The best scorer since blank. Best scorer since Jordan McCray. That's hot. I'm going to go best scorer. Yeah, who's, who's, who's looking in this? Who's in the hot tub now? <laughs> when, did, when did Paris Hilton get in the hot tub? And when do I get my vaccination? Where'd she come from? Where'd she come from? Hey, man, but yeah, I, I think since Jordan McCray, I think Jordan McCray was a guy that could score on all three levels, man. Um, I also think when you look at it, um, I want to say Josh Richardson, but his wasn't as fluid um, as Jordan McCray's. Well, Jordan's was fluid, and it was like, man, just get him the ball. He's gonna score from anywhere, athletic and all of that. So yeah, that that'll be my that'll be my my go-to. Ron's being really safe with these. I'm never going to the casino with Ron. You probably don't dude, put any money down. No, that's they, they were calling this man the orange mambo. Like, I don't it's no, it's, it's no other, like I, I'm gonna be honest. I really wanted to go to Kevin Punter Jr., but that's too far back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta think of guys that can explode for 30, guys that can run off four baskets in a row. Guys that can be in the slump in the first half, come out in the second half and still have 20. Like, Joel McCray was that dude, man. I don't think I, – I, I remember when he he was the anchor of that Sweet 16 team with Quanzo, uh Martin and Darnell Stokes and Jerron Maiman. I remember serious? that. But like, who would you think Who would you think of? Who would you say? I was going to – I might have gone all the way back to Scotty Hobson or Chris Lofton. I'm just saying. Scotty wasn't <laughs> consistent enough, and that's, that's my man. True. 
That's my man. Dal One thing we know with Dalton, <laughs> rain, hell, sleet, or snow, balls going up to the basket at some point. <laughs> and it's, and it's going to be a high shot. The only problem we got is when he start creating in gaps and don't realize like it's a person in the gap. Get the ball up, dude. You're too tall. You dribble too high. Like, get that ball up, come back off a screen, get busy. But, yeah, Jordan, see, you ain't got to go. That's what I'm saying, Kevin. You ain't got to go back that far. You know I, mean? I just like going. I just like betting bets. I'm already putting 100 on Nico into the Heisman next year, Rod. He can't so mess with C-Lo. Just... Him and CeeLo ain't even close. Oh. <laughs> Him and Chris Lofton ain't even close. I agree. I, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. But I just – I like throwing a lot of money down. Yeah. You... <laughs> He's a gambler. He's a gambler. <laughs> uh, you said CeeLo. I thought of Chris Lowe, and I don't know if he can hoop or not. But I'm Yeah, CeeLo yeah, stands still. Put him in the corner. <laughs> Put him in the corner. ESP uh, of ESPN. Uh, what did you call? What is Connect's new nickname that I haven't heard? Who did you did you call him the no. Orange Mamba? No, that's no, that what they were calling Jordan McCray. That oh, was Jordan McCray's no. nickname. Connect yeah. is the Creamsicle Mamba. That's what everybody's calling him. <laughs> the Creamsicle. <laughs> all right, Cooper, get us back on track because we all know what happened in that Florida game when Cooper wasn't around. All yes. SEC center Cooper Mays here, fourth down. <laughs> This could be the best Tennessee team since. Wow. I mean, this could be the best Tennessee team since. Um, I'm going to have to go with Grant Williams, Aaron Schofield, Jordan Bone, Kyle Alexander, um, Lamonte Turner coming off the bench. Um What's my man Bowden, Jordan Bowden? Um, man, they, they and the reason being, Fulke when he was young, like they had so much depth, and that's the thing. I think the only difference is you had a little bit more in interchangeable front court pieces with that bunch. This one, the only thing that would stop this team from going as far or further would be when guys get in foul trouble, Tobe or. Um, Jonas, they do because is 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 is, is K Phillips or Estrella ready to step in and give you twelve to fifteen impactful minutes, not spark minutes, but impactful minutes? Like we depend on you. Don't make any silly fouls. So I think this would be, and I, I forgot what I forgot what year that was, but I, I don't think, man. And I'm just going back that far. If, if you had to take it a step further, I would think of the depth that they had the year after Chris Lofton left when the situation happened with Tyler and all those guys and that kind of team unraveled under Bruce Pearl with Ramar Smith, Juwan, all those guys. Like, that was going to be a special team, man. That was going to be a very, very special team. So I think that was that would be the next one. Ron, I wanted to ask you just kind of a personal question because we talk about Grant Williams a lot. And um, personal question. Well, I mean, in the hot tub, not, I think it's yeah, weird. That's why I'm telling. I've been telling turning cold water on, man. <laughs> Start getting like this. <laughs> Start, Start dropping them so bubble Ron, bombs. Who are you <laughs> <laughs> at least, uh, at least bring me a drink, dog. No, <laughs> you ain't gonna oil me up or nothing. Let's <laughs> go right at it. All right, let's go then. <laughs> so uh, just all, on a personal level. Um, I remember you coming out uh, 2003 after your senior year. Do you ever sometimes look back and think, damn, my style of play was just too far ahead of the NBA at the time? Because 
it was like five or six years after you, Zach Randolph emerged into a superstar, Draymond Green is Draymond Green, and now Grant Williams is in the NBA. And I just look back, I'm like, Ron was doing this before anybody. The may not have the wingspan that your typical power forwards had at the time, but you could outmuscle people and you could stretch the floor a little bit. It's it's wild looking at it, man. It was so much put on height and um, kind of being proto a prototype for the spot that they wanted you to be in. Um, it was, I think, if it like you said, man. I I look at it even when I was overseas. It was, it was uh it was a little bit before because I was able to play the the center spot, the power forward spot, and the small forward spot. So I never had to come off the floor, and you never really got to saw it, see it until. Um, the coaches got around and I'd be in practice. They'd be like, oh, man, we didn't know you could do this. Let's try it right here. I'm like, man, I can do whatever you ask. You know what I'm saying? But what you paying me to do? That's 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 my whole thing. So, <laughs> yeah, if, I, if, if, if it would have happened a little bit sooner, you would think, though, that guys like Barkley would pave the way um, and they see that. But it was still the game was so compact. You know, you had the power forward and him, his man guarding them, center and his man guarding them. A three man setting a screen for the two to come out. So the, the paint was so packed. So they thought it was height that was needed to be able to last in those trees and things of that nature. And no, I don't know why nobody ever thought that, hey, let's put a guy out here that can shoot. And that guy got to clear the paint. Now you just got one person in the paint. But it is what it is, man. I, um, it, it's, it's funny how much the NBA tries to separate itself from college basketball. It's kind of been going on as far as positionless basketball when you look at the transition how they run it, everybody's been playing for around one. If you look at just regular transition offense, how many people elite, uh, deviate from that? North Carolina's been doing it for years. Kansas has been doing it for years, having one big man. Now, you know, it's it's, it's like, okay, well, now we just need the five-man can shoot. So now the only thing has been added really is everybody can shoot. Yeah, I, it's yeah. funny. I remember Phil Jackson saying – that there would be five Scotty Pippins running around mm-hmm. on the perfect team one day. That was in the mid to early 90s. And it yeah. just, I didn't think it would take almost <laughs> 30 years for that yeah. to really, you know, as a matter of fact, here's what Peyton Manning has to say about that, just because I love this drop. They're like, that is total bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Quick story right. I do remember when Ron <laughs> went your senior year. You went, what was it, four or five from three against Georgia when y'all played Georgia yeah. and beat Georgia? And I would never yep. forget Jim Herrick. And this is, I was in high school and I'm like, this dude can't coach if he didn't know this. He was like, I didn't know he could do that from three. That was an yeah. exact quote from Jim Herrick. Yep. I remember <laughs> it. I remember it. And, and, and the whole thing leading up to it, I knew they were going to try to play zone because they didn't have anybody to guard me one on one. So I told Coach Conroy, I'll never forget it. Hey, man, I need to work on all trailer threes, um, trailer threes this week leading up to this game. And he was like, okay, let's do it. And I said, man, but the problem is you need to let me be able to shoot it from deep. I mean, from real deep. So he was like, okay, but it's only one way you're going to do that. So he made me watch like 30 minutes of Ray Allen um, and his footwork of how he shoot to make the long range shot. So he was like, anytime you go heel toe, you can shoot as deep as you want to. I was like, all right, cool. So we went and worked on it. And so when they came out in that zone, I was like, yes. I was so happy they played. Okay, I wanted to shoot from the second E anyway. <laughs> so CJ swung it. It wasn't no reversing anything. I was letting it go. I was like, "Yep, got something for y'all." So it was. Yeah, that was. I couldn't wait for that, man. It was, it was some fun times. You, you can I tell you one? I didn't mean to keep you this long. I'll tell you my one Jim Herrick story. You got mm-hmm. time for that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you guys were really, really good. Needless to say, and Georgia was not as good. And uh, and so uh, Jim. Jim 
game's getting <clears throat> ready to start. And uh, I know that he told one reporter, said, well, what do you think about going in this against this team? And he goes, well, he always got a chance with a silver fox standing on the sideline with his arms crossed. <laughs> Talking about Jerry Green. Everybody had – I mean, you know what the funny thing is? Coach Green gets so much flack, man, about his interaction with fans and alums and boosters and stuff. But, man, people had so much respect. I don't know if it was the North Carolina ties or Kansas ties or what. They had so much respect for Coach Green. And, man, honestly, I can't remember a lot of X's and O's, but one thing. <laughs> That's very <laughs> He never – but in heated moments, he never got rattled. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was never rattled. We would always come to the huddle. And even if he was trying to get heated and start screaming, we we all look at him and be like, hey, Coach, come on, that. That ain't you, Coach. Be cool, man. Like your voice, your voice don't even go up that high to do that, man. So it was, it was cool though, man. That, that was that's my guy. I got to text him probably about two, three months ago, man. Coach Green. Tell him I said well, I, I would love to visit with Jerry Green. Hey, man. I don't know if he'll do. I, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to get him on the Boom Boom Room, man. Coach Green. Once you start talking about interviews, he's not gonna respond. I Ever. got him on one time a few wow. years after his, after after his retirement, and. He cared so much about the interview that I could hear he was out of breath. And I said, I said, so what are you, what are you doing right now? And he goes, well, I'm just shoveling gravel in the driveway <laughs> with the cell phone, like held against his ear. <laughs> and he kept shoveling. I'm like, I've got to get this driveway done. That's my man. Whatever the task is, it ain't. It's going to die. Ron, the only thing I got to tell you about red flags, because you talk about Jerry Green came very respected yeah. in the coaching circles. If your coach is beloved by other coaches, that's always a red flag because the best coaches are hated. That's true, too. That's, no, that, that means they won. They won somewhere down yeah. the line. You like, know, I, I, we, exactly. David and I joked at SEC Media Days, everybody was talking about Billy Napier. Everybody, yeah. this guy's just so smart. I'm like, yeah. that's a dead giveaway that he's got a problem. There was a good times right there, though, dog. I, I think you I think one thing about this team, the cohesiveness and the camaraderie about this team, um, it's gonna show. It's gonna show, and you can see it gleaming out one another. You see, yeah, uh, was it yes two days ago when um Freddie Dillion got in and Zakai hit him for a three-pointer? Like you could see how happy the cat was to see the young fella, you know what I mean, get some game. Another guy, Cam, Cam Carr, like, like it's so much potential on this team. I, that's what I told Coach Barnes in the offseason. I went up to see those guys practice, and I'm like, he was like, what you think we, we, we look like? I said, man, I'm going to be honest. You got a hell of a job ahead of you, man, because you got so many guys that can play interchangeable parts, and they all kind of work together, and they're selfless, and people understand Who's who on the team? I think the, the key part is who Santi is going to be. And I said it earlier in the week. You've been having to carry the scoring load. And when they go through droughts, try to get you open. You don't, you no longer have to do that. You can go back and revert back to who you were when you first got there, the Ginobili like kind of player. You got to see it. Nine rebounds, start doing the we ain't seen the behind the net passes and on in like two or three years. You know what I'm saying? So him getting back to doing the intangible things, plus they can't leave him because you got a guy like Dalton Connect that can score. It's a guy. Anytime you come off ACL surgery, I'm telling you, the first thing you go work on is form shooting. And you can't wait 
I'm speaking from experience. You can't wait to let everybody know, like, boy, look at this jumper. So you got Zakai ready to score. Joe Siles worked on his shot. A do has confidence in shooting. Jordan Ganey is another guy that's got to be gunning to let it to, to have that impact. Freddie DeLeon, when he gets that opportunity, Jemai Mayshack wants to show what he can do. So all of those shots that you were getting, not necessarily for you. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to force feed yourself to get in the groove, to get involved, but you can't scream. You can't go in there and rebound. You can't create for other guys and get drop-offs for people. And you can't be a decoy. So I think that's going to be key for the season moving forward. Can Santi understand that role and get back to being the intangible Ginobili-like style player where he understands that he brings so much to the game outside of scoring? Ron, super excited to work with you again. Again, it's brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas in Athens. They've got the showroom. They deliver uh, discounts for military first responders. And also, uh, they've, they've got some slot blemish models you can save a lot of money on. Dynasty Pools and Spas right there in Athens. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it. And how do people follow your work? You're on uh, 3 to 7 Central time. I get the time yep. zones mixed up, right? Yep, 3 to three to 6 uh, Central. Then it's the after party of uh, 3HL. Um uh, on 104.5 The Zone, then also SEC Network cranks back up. I'll be in the studio the 21st, 28th, 29th, 30th, and then when conference play starts in there every week, um, maybe twice a week. So it's all it's all going down, man. Stay tuned. Guys, gonna, I mean, if I'm Jay Billis, I wake up every morning worried about Ron's life. <laughs> he ain't got to worry. I, they won't let me on the private flights yet. They ain't got to worry yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ron. Uh, See you, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, Jay Billis ain't getting younger, Caleb. Don't I be surprised. Don't be surprised if Ron's their go-to one day. I'm not even oh, joking. He I agree. Ron is great. He should be their go-to now. I'm just saying that, you know, there is there there is, it's not official, but there is tenure at ESPN for people like okay, Lee Corso is not getting any younger, but like he's still being able to travel with college game day every week. And I love Lee. Well, but at what point with 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 ESPN's revenue, I don't know what Ron makes, and I'm not going to ask him. But does Jay Billis become too expensive? Does he get? That I mean, where he can do his own thing digitally, like we're doing. I think what's going to happen. We're that big, is, baby. The future of ESPN is they need to have fewer guys, and Ron is one of these guys with this type of talent, so I would do it. It should be. It's the Stephen A. Smith model. Find a few guys that are really, really entertaining and pay them a boatload of money, and mm. that's it's funny. I was just do. thinking that yesterday. Huh. Like us, they should pay us a lot of money. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.